Yaini, Ayuni, Ayun, Ayes. This is Alicia Free, a badass belly dancer, musician, and real food enthusiast, here to help you feel a little lighter. Each show will dive into music that makes us want to dance. We'll share secrets of looking smoking hot in costume and everyday life. We'll dote on delicious whole food that makes us glow. And I'll throw in a damn sexy dance move you can try at home. Let's start with a reflection and ritual that just might light up your life. Danceable Ritual Every day, you look right into your own eyes in a mirror. And your eyes tell your mind a story. Maybe you're tired or noticing something you don't like about yourself. Maybe you feel inspired and full of light. Your eyes are focusing on something, and what we focus on expands. This is a phenomenon that many powerful dancers in the world have leveraged to master their dance. It's also a phrase many happy and successful people repeat to look beyond the distractions that could keep us from becoming the best possible versions of ourselves. We're going to look into a mirror in a minute, so get close to one if it's easy. You can do the first part of this ritual with your eyes open or closed. It's up to you. Take a deep breath in. Place the palms of your hands just above your forehead so the tips of your middle fingers meet at the center of the crown of your head, right where a string would allow us to dangle from the heavens. That's a Qigong posture concept that I love. Your middle fingertips are on top of your head, in the top middle. Your wrists are right in front of your eyes, left wrist in front of your left eye, right wrist in front of your right eye. Spread your fingers out a little. Now slowly, moving about one inch every three seconds, slide the palms of your hands down towards your face. Inhale. Feeling the palms of your hands smooth the muscles of your forehead. Exhale, releasing any tension in your forehead. Inhale as your palms reach your eyes. Exhale as your hands slide down, letting all those muscles around your eyes release anything and everything. Inhale, feeling your palms on your cheeks. Exhale, feeling your cheeks and nostrils soften as your hands slide farther down. Inhale, as your palms reach your jaw. Exhale, letting your hands loosen your jaw as they slide down. Allow the palms of your hands to slide down to your heart and stack on top of each other and rest there. With your next breath, let air fill your belly and soften the rest of your body, leaving you inspired and relaxed. Now slide your stacked hands so your fingers are horizontal, palms stacked on your lower belly, thumbs just below your belly button. That's the spot called the Dantian in Qigong. Your hands smooth tension out of your face, especially your eyes. And now you can see clearly and inspire others to relax when they look at you. And you can do this anytime you like. If you are near a mirror or anything reflective right now, take a look at yourself. You can also do this without a mirror or do it next time you're looking into a mirror. Look into your relaxed eyes. Let a half smile lift the corners of your lips. Your eyes just changed. Smile a little more like you would at the audience when you were just about to do a damn sexy dance move. Shimmy your shoulders a little, like they are shimmering in the sun. Keep looking into your own eyes and bring your hands up to frame your face in a beautiful way. Slowly turn in place 
And when you see your own eyes again, do a different pose with your arms and hands. Finger ripple out of it. Referencing your eyes and looking deeper and softer at the same time. Do a half turn and peek back at yourself over your shoulder. Roll the shoulder you are peeking over a little up and back. Do it again if you like the way it looks. You can look at your single shoulder rolling back once and look back at the mirror when you do it again. Just by changing the direction of your gaze, you can change the way a move looks quite a bit. Do your eyes look lighter, more beautiful after you relax your face just for a minute? I bet they do. When you have a relaxed face, your eye contact with the audience brings them into your dance. When your face is tense and your eyes are looking far up or down, the audience feels less connected to what you are sharing. Even when you forget choreography during a performance or something unexpected happens, you can keep your eyes beautiful, free of fear and self-doubt. You can do this danceable ritual anytime you're standing at a mirror, and it can help you make relaxed, inviting eye contact your default. And I bet people will like you more because of it. People want to feel relaxed. When they look at us and we're making them not feel relaxed, they might not want to look at us that much. (laughs) Of course, cultural context plays a role here. In the U.S., more often than not, eye contact is expected when we speak with others. In some cultures where belly dance is part of public and private life, eye contact between the sexes and between strangers may be less frequent and seen as more significant. So we can just keep that in mind when we are inviting others into our eyes. Now I feel inspired and relaxed. That's a beautiful state. Tired, not so beautiful. Saying we're tired or stressed over and over again just makes us more tired. Our eyes communicate a lot about our state. I love sleeping, but when I feel tired, I either get fired up by breathing fully, moving my body, focusing on gratitude or a goal or a project, or... I go to sleep. I'm not into the tired in between state. We decide whether we are tired or inspired. If you think being tired is a requirement, consider Olympic athletes in the final round of competition, ultra marathoners pushing through their 25th mile, First Nations sun dancers dancing for days in the plains without food or water. They choose inspiration, and we can too. If you have a danceable ritual you want to share, please visit aliciafree.com. That's A L I C I A free f-r-e-e and click on the facebook icon and post your ritual we want to see who you are and what makes you want to dance and if you tried one of these danceable rituals tell us how it went go to aliciafree.com click on that facebook icon and post now it's time for some music danceable song Due to my confusion with fuzzy copyright laws, I am unfortunately not going to include clips of the featured songs here on the podcast unless I get permission from the artists. The featured songs will always be available on Spotify on my Belly Dance Body and Soul playlist, Habibi Ya'aini, or Love Oh My Eyes. Ya'aini means Oh My Eyes in Arabic. Ya meaning O, Ain meaning I. The E sound at the end of the word ein makes it possessive, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Arabic speakers. It's great that the word for I in Arabic sounds like the word I in English with an N on it. It definitely sounds different when a native Arabic speaker says it, but it's easy for us to remember. Ayuni, ayun, something like that. And eyes are talked about a lot in Arabic music and poetry. There's something deeper than just a body part here. 
The blog ArabAmerica.com states that people in Arab cultures call each other my eyes as a term of endearment to show that the person is as valuable as their own eyes. You're my eyes, ya ayuni, is a common expression for your beloved. And they write that eyes in general of Arab people are considered beautiful, and that's why the eyes are intricately described in Arab literature, songs, and poetry. If we think about the exquisite eye makeup that many women from the Middle East use to showcase their eyes, it could be related. Especially when hair is covered, eyes are even more noticeable. On Quora.com, there's a post titled, What are some romantic phrases in Arabic? And Ya'ayuni is one of the phrases that they discussed. And it brought a comment from an Arabic speaker that they believe it means that your love is your eyes that you see the whole world through. A Lebanese friend told me that Ya'ayuni can also be used as a metaphor in another way. When you say in Arabic songs, Ya'alayli, Ya'ayuni, the exact meaning is, Oh my night, oh my eye. What it actually means is the person in love cannot shut their eyes to fall asleep because they keep thinking of the lover. Hence, oh my night, oh my eye, as oh my night is gone and oh my eye cannot fall asleep. Ayun is the plural of eye and ayn is a singular of eye, like eyeball. So there's a little bit about what eyes can mean in some of the music we love to dance to. Here's another mini Arabic lesson related to this danceable song, Habibi Yaini. Habibi, as you probably already know, means my love or my lover. Among friends and family, it can mean my dear or my beloved. Habib is another word you'll hear, meaning beloved. Habibi was the first Arabic word I ever learned because it's said so often in Arabic dance songs. In classical Arabic, the word Habibi can refer to either a man or a woman. A T sound is added to the end of the word when referring to a woman that is their love. Habibti. I also read that you can say Habiba to a woman. However, an Arabic-speaking friend I mentioned before from Lebanon says Habiba is not possessive, so they don't really use it. You don't ever mention a lover without possession, smiley face, he wrote, even in English. You say so-and-so is someone's lover unless you want to say that someone is a lover, but that has another word for it in Arabic. I could do a whole show on the word and concept Habibi, and maybe I will. So that's the name of this danceable song, what it means literally. Love, oh my eyes. My favorite version of Habibi Aini is Maya Yazbek's version. Maya was part of a family of musicians in Lebanon, and her father actually wrote this song, along with many other songs, and her brother was a percussionist. She was famous in the 80s. This is the kind of song that involves a whole orchestra with multiple violins and fantastic percussionists and neckties. In part of the song, she asked the drums to play, and the singer can ask whatever instruments they want to play and showcase them. It's playful, haha. And then the vocalist improvises, which is another wonderful part of many Arabic songs. And during the drum solo near the end of the song, the melody instruments start playing the rhythm. This is something that I really love about Middle Eastern music. The drums are melodic, and the melodic instruments can hold the basic rhythm down while the drums solo. Does that happen in Western music? I'm not sure. I have to listen for it. There is a very popular recording from around 2004 by Norhan, who is also a Lebanese singer, Lebanese-Armenian actually, and she sings Habibi Aini, and it sounds like she might be sampling Maya Yazbek, that recording, in the beginning of the remix that Norhan did in 2004. Nurhan's version is fun, and she has some superpowers in the music video, and I enjoy that. But there's something really special about the Maya Yazbek version. 
I also included an instrumental version of Habibi Aini on the Belly Dance Body and Soul playlist so you could hear a few different versions. The recording you hear playing now is from 2014 when I performed this song with a group of Cornell students under the direction of Armenian-American violinist Harold Hagopian, an all-around amazing guy. And the lead drummer you hear singing is an Egyptian-American named Ibrahim Dasuki, now famous to every person who has taken his Zumba class. This guy can shake it. Miss you, Ibrahim. Follow my playlist, listen for free, and dancing will become even easier with hundreds of diverse belly danceable songs, all curated for you and all on one list right at your fingertips. Just click on that Spotify icon on the top of aliciafree.com and it will take you right there. Let's do some dancing. Damn sexy dance move. See no evil, speak no evil. This is another move from that Babuka video that I can't get enough of. The Greek dancer, the title of the clip is Babuka, B-O-U-B-O-U-K-A, and belly dancer is in parentheses. The YouTube video link description says Babuka, timeless value, here in a small role as Rita Pose, 1960. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. This damn sexy dance move is super simple and also very cute. We're concealing our eyes with our hands for just a moment and then unveiling them. Standing with healthy belly dance posture is always best, but if you feel like sitting and trying this dance move right now, go for it. Feel free to stand up and soften your knees and get in a good posture as well. Stand with your forearms crossed in front of your chest, kind of like a mummy. With energy all the way to your fingertips, sweep your hands down, uncrossing your wrists and opening up to draw a big circle, palms down from your hips to just up above your head. Up above your head, your palms turn forward toward the audience and come down in the center toward your face. Fingers are stacked vertically and parallel with hands touching one in front of the other. When your hands reach eye level, your forearms create a line just there at eye level and your hands conceal your eyes for just a moment. Pull your hands apart horizontally, sweeping past your ears and reveal your eyes. At about shoulder level, your palms turn toward you and become loose fists drifting back down to your hips. Do it again. Cross wrists in front of your chest, palms towards your chest. Sweep your hands down and uncross them near your hips. With palms down, outline that circle from your hips to your halo. At halo level, palms rotate forward and hands stack from front to back. The line from elbow to elbow forms at eye level, hiding your eyes for just a moment. And then your hands slide apart towards your ears and rotate in at chest level so palms face your chest in loose fists and drift back down to your hips. There's a subtle thing Babuka does with her eyes in this movie that takes this move to another level. When she raises her hands up, she makes her eyes wide and exciting. And when she covers and reveals them, she's looking a little to the side and her eyes are much more closed and mysterious. She does this move twice and close together in the video and I'll put this in the show notes again. The first time she hides her eyes and then the second time she hides her mouth and showcases her eyes. That's why I call this move see no evil, speak no evil, which comes from that famous Japanese proverb about keeping our thoughts and words positive. So try this move one more time. This time we'll conceal our mouths and showcase our eyes. Cross wrists in front of chest, sweep hands down and separate and draw a circle from hip to halo. Palms rotate forward at the halo and fall to conceal the mouth. Eyes are beautiful. Separate hands into loose fists with fingernails facing you down near your chest. See no evil, speak no evil. I keep adding helpful free dance videos on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. 
Subscribe and the moves will keep coming. Now let's take a moment to dote on delicious whole food that makes us dancers glow. Featured light in my body food. Carrots. They have vitamin A, which is important for our eyes. They can be eaten and easily digested raw or cooked or stewed, and they are so darn good. And raw carrots deliver that crunch we crave and can satisfy us just as much as potato chips or other dry, crunchy, salty, addictive snack foods. It's so special to have moisture in with the crunch so we don't get all dried out. And on Wikipedia, they say that carrots may originally be from Persia. Interesting. They are certainly eaten everywhere that I have ever been in the world. Colorful, hearty root vegetables are like gold. Easy to store and transport with lots of nutritional benefits. My friend Mei Di, who owns these fantastic vegan Thai restaurants in Thailand and in New York City, her chili paste is on the moon delicious. Want to know what the secret ingredient is? Carrots. They're blended in with the chilies and oil. When I make Thai coconut curries, I boil the carrots in with the chili paste and the coconut milk the longest. The carrots go in first. The carrots sweeten the broth. There's an article on my site about how to stop snacking by a macrobiotic counselor who prescribed me a sweet vegetable drink. His name is Warren Kramer. Can you guess what is in a sweet vegetable drink? We just don't think of most vegetables as sweet, right? There's sweet peppers, but there's no sweet peppers in here. There's no nightshades. In sweet vegetable drink, there are onions, cabbage, squash, and carrots boiled together to make a healing sweet drink. You strain out the vegetables and just drink the broth. In the Great Life Cookbook, there's a recipe for carrot ginger soup. It's so simple and delicious, and it's got a kick. They don't even use vegetable broth. And it's one of those soups you can serve cold in the summer and hot in the winter. Amazing. Shredded carrots make salad more colorful and make fresh spring rolls more of a rainbow with each bite. Try using a regular vegetable peeler to make ribbons of carrot for sandwiches and salads, etc. It's easier than shredding a carrot, and it's nicer to eat thinner pieces of raw carrot than it is to eat the bigger chunks that are easier to do with a knife. It's fun to cut big similar size but irregularly shaped chunks when roasting carrots. Some call this the French roll, where you cut in an angled cross section and then roll the carrot a little and cut another angled cross section and then you have these varied angles on either end of the carrot. Makes your food look a little fancier. In the Thai restaurants where I used to work, they would make flowers out of carrots a few different ways. The easiest way is to use a peeler with big teeth. You just peel the carrot so there are these long pointy ridges all the way down the carrot and then you slice thin cross sections that become flower medallions in your stir fry salad or soup so easy and so cute you can get these deep teeth peelers at asian groceries pretty easy i could go on for a long time about carrots and maybe i'll even feature them again they are so easy to eat on the road keep in coolers at festivals and add crunch to your packed lunch a fantastically functional vegetable let's play dress up Make you shine, costume tip. False eyelashes can make us look like we're really good at makeup, even when we're not. <clears throat> Referring to my makeup application skills that were better in high school than they are now. Maybe I should work on that. Anyway, false eyelashes can add a lot to your costume and draw the audience into your lovely, relaxed, and expressive eyes. Here are five things I wish I knew about false eyelashes years ago. Number one. 
The audience can see false eyelashes with a thick band and bling from far away, and they love it. The more natural-looking false eyelashes aren't as visible. My favorite lashes are glamour-style lashes with rhinestones that still allow me to see. (laughs) Some glamour-style lashes obscure vision and tire our eyelids out. I like my eyelashes to be user-friendly and highly visible. Two, use eyelash glue with a brush instead of through the tip of a tube. The brush applicator makes it easier to paint on a consistent band of adhesive without clumps, and it's easier to get the adhesive all the way to the edges of the lashes so that the ends don't pop up if there's a brush applicator. Number three, when you trim your eyelashes to fit your lash line, trim from the outsides of the eyelashes. If you trim from the insides of the lashes, you're going to start losing the shape. Number four, Use a mirror down below your face when you put your lashes on so you look down while you're applying them instead of straight ahead. Number five, splurge on a tube of natural eyelash adhesive. Most adhesives contain chemical garbage. I've been using the same tube of standard cheap duo adhesive for years and it just occurred to me that it's okay to spend 20 bucks every three years on a quality non-toxic eyelash glue that is not tested on animals. So I went ahead and ordered, what's it called? True Glue Original All Natural Eyelash Adhesive. This is not an ad. I'm just telling you what I'm trying in case that's helpful. Let's see if I remember to tell you how it works once it arrives in the mail and I can compare it to the conventional adhesive that's available widely. After recording this, I got that True Glue Vegan Natural Eyelash glue and it did not work it just didn't stick the other of you said it worked well so maybe I got a bad batch I'm going to return it just wanted to let you know hopefully a good natural eyelash adhesive will surface soon if you have a costume tip to share please send it my way via Facebook or an email through my site as Will Durant said we are what we repeatedly do so let us repeatedly do what the divinely lovely do Feel good. Look goddess habit. Keep the evil eye away with humility. It is believed that bragging can attract the evil eye. And with the evil eye comes curses and subsequent misfortune. This is a dynamic concept I'm still just starting to learn about. And it must vary quite a bit among believers, regions, all kinds of things like that. This feel-good look goddess habit is to speak with humility. The evil eye seems to go both ways. It's not just about you getting the curse, but you being the one that curses somebody else. Let's not be part of this evil eye situation. Heliodorus of Amesa in the ancient Greek romance Ethiopica, I'm saying all that wrong, whatever, they wrote, when anyone looks at what is excellent with an envious eye, he fills the surrounding atmosphere with a pernicious, I don't know, I'm going to put my own words in here a little bit. He fills the surrounding atmosphere with a funky quality and transmits his own envenomed exhalations into whatever is nearest to him. So our envy can be contagious. Envy and boasting both bring bad vibes. Envy is something we can identify in the eyes of another. Even though it's really living in the mind of another person, we can see it in our eyes or in the eyes of another person. It's much more concrete when envy takes the form of words like, I wish I could do such and such like her. I wish I was blah, blah, blah like them. This kind of thinking can be reframed as attainable goals. 
For example, instead of saying, I wish I could do blah, blah, blah like her, we can say, I will practice blah, blah, blah every day until I nail it. And I will work up to 30 push-ups a day and keep doing that and my arms will be strong. There's no evil eye or envy energy there. It's inspiration. Now that is motivating. There is a way to celebrate and share our gifts and achievements that raises others up with us. Let's work towards a world where we don't need that beautiful cobalt eye amulet in our lives to ward away the evil eye. If you have a feel-good look goddess habit to share, please send it my way. Let's get real. Saint of Truth Every episode of this podcast is an exercise in removing the letter I. For real. Sometimes I talk about myself so much that I have to edit it out. This show is really about all of us and our ancestors and our teachers and mentors. So please forgive me when I spiral down the I hole from time to time. That is my own lack of awareness at work. This show is for you. That's why it's polished up and free to download with one click. If it was just for me, you'd never hear it. I'll keep working on taking the eye out of the show. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and let your friends know what you got out of this show. Dance with me on YouTube, listen to the music I've selected for you on Spotify, and try some free vegan recipes on aliciafree.com. This is Alicia Free, hoping this show helps you feel a little lighter.